This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. There's a debate tomorrow night among the dwindling Republican candidates. Ted, Ted Cruz, I have supported you forever. I support you still. Many of us do. But ask not for whom the dwindling candidate bell tolls. Because soon, unless you change your campaign, it will toll for thee. Veritas. Welcome back. I'm Jay Severin. We are the Blaze Radio Network. Proud to say it, proud to be here, prouder still to have you here as my partners. 1-888-900-3393. 1-888-900-3393. I was reviewing my notes... And I note that we have a debate among the ever-dwindling field of Republican candidates tomorrow night. By the way, yes, yes, we do have a Blaze After Dark election special, in this case a debate special, which will hit the air immediately upon the conclusion of tomorrow night's... Brittany, today's Wednesday, right? Okay, so that makes that makes tomorrow Thursday almost certainly. So <clears throat> upon tomorrow night's conclusion of the debate, we will be here. I note, too, that we have yet to discuss Obama's anti-constitutional, anti-American, profoundly outrageous efforts to close Guantanamo Bay Prison and bring the worst known terrorists in captivity in the world to bring them here. And once they touch down here, they enjoy, 
at your expense. Every constitutional right, every constitutional right that you do, including a trial error by counsel, which causes a mistrial, and they walk free. Walk free. And begin their MSNBC talk show and a book tour. We have yet to update the United States Supreme Court about which further statements and actions have been taken on both sides. We've yet to update our preview of Super Tuesday, nor of the actions of other candidates since last we discussed them. We haven't even discussed the results from Nevada last night. That I will do. That's the one thing I will do before the thing I must do. Because the thing I must do is say, Ted Cruz, I've always been for you. I'm for you still. But unless you adapt, you will become extinct. Soon, that bell that tolls indicating the next dropped candidate will toll for thee. Of that, I am sure. You don't even have a week until the primary in your home state. And if it were held tomorrow, you'd lose in Texas. Ding dong. Ding dong. But in order to discuss, to do what I must do, which is to presume to offer Ted Cruz my advice, unsolicited, I hasten to add, to no one's surprise, unsolicited advice, I will also add, worth a very great deal more than he's being charged for it, on the basis of 30-plus years of campaign experience, I have a little bit of basic advice to offer. Why am I different than anyone else? Everyone has advice. I do too. And I'm about to give it because if someone doesn't give it and Ted doesn't take it, ding dong, ding dong, Nevada. Is Death Valley in Nevada? Just wondered. The report from Nevada is, as you knew before you knew, Trump wins everything. Trump wins everyone. When I say everything, I don't mean every single delegate. I mean everyone. Trump won everyone. Pick a discernible demographic group. Old, young. College, no college, high school, no high school, man, woman, gay, straight, Republican, Democrat, independent, uh, uh, vegan, meat eater. Pick any group. I'll pick one for us. Evangelical Christians. 
not only did Donald Trump beat Ted Cruz in the evangelical vote, he beat him by greater than two to one. He beat him like a rented mule. Trump won everyone. He won 46% of the vote. What does that represent? Well, I think this is probably perspective-inducing. If you added together Rubio's vote and Cruz's vote, that is to say the votes of they who finished second and third, if you add them together, they still do not add up to a number as great as Trump's vote at 46. He won everyone. There was a record turnout. Yes, because of Trump. Last statistic. Trump won Hispanics. He won 46% of Hispanics. The good news contained in that, by the way, is that when that number came out, Chris Matthews, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, at uh, all, Democrats were hunched over the porcelain telephone somewhere uh, speaking to Ralph on the big white telephone. Ralph! Because a Republican who can win 46% of Hispanic votes is one... Uh, No matter what else you say about him, uh, you do have to take him or her seriously. As a result of everything I've just mentioned, the greatest unsurprises in the world, surprise number one, the endorsement landslide has started. There are several more today, uh, members of Congress. You could argue, you know what, that doesn't help Trump. That hurts him because he's supposed to be an outsider. So why does it help him to have endorsements of congressmen? Okay. A lot of these people, these are not, there are 435 members of the House, 100 members of the Senate. Not all of them are endorsing. Some are truly beloved by their constituencies, at least beloved at the level of, you know, 60%. So some of these endorsements may mean something. I would argue that Rubio's endorsements in South Carolina meant something. From Trey Gowdy, you're going to say that that Trey Gowdy's endorsement meant nothing, would mean nothing to you? What do you think it means if it's you and you live in South Carolina and he's your congressman? Some of these endorsements do matter. The endorsement landslide has started today, and here's the second big unsurprise. A lot of people suddenly have advice for Ted Cruz. I am someone who supports Ted with a big mouth and a big microphone. And I too have advice for Ted. And because I support him, I'm going to give it next. This is Jay Severin Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. 
It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break, and at the worst possible time. Call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. The Jay Severin Show. On the Blaze Radio Network, 1-888-900-3393, 1-888-900-3393. Uh, consider this, best and brightest, a question, if you like. But whether you regard it as question or proposal, declaration, commentary, the important thing is that at the end of it, I'd very much like to know what you think, including whether you think I'm wrong, whether you think I'm right, but it's too late, whether you think I'm right, but it, it can't be done. What it, it, I need to know from you. one 888 Now, Senator Cruz, with all due and very considerable respect, I speak to you, sir. We here on the Jailing News on the Blaze Radio Network have discussed the X factor. I think we've decided that what comes closest to it is the word charisma, the charisma factor, the it factor. That is to say that so many of us, so many thousands, tens of thousands of us who support you, have a sense that there is a disconnect between all of the very impressive things you are and your ability to convey that in your presentation of self. Senator, next Tuesday, next Tuesday is... Super Tuesday. Next Tuesday, Texas, your home state votes. If you don't win your home state, how long do you expect to remain in the race? Or do you know, do you appreciate that next Tuesday night the Cruz campaign could end? That you could be standing where Jeb Bush was standing three or four nights ago, saying the same thing, that it could be that close. By the way, then Trump, then Trump, Senator, has a shot 
next at Rubio in Florida. I would say the same to Rubio. If he doesn't win his home state, if Trump beats him in his home state, then he might be out. And Senator, last polls I saw, Donald Trump was beating you by six or seven points in your home state that votes in six days. That's why I presume, Senator, to come before you today on the record and offer you my advice that I have worked successfully, thoughtfully for 25 plus years in politics all over this country and around the world does not make me right. It only provides some perspective, which I hope is useful. Ted, if I may call you Ted, Ted, changing the messenger in your campaign at this point is uh, not desirable, is it? And neither is it possible. So that's that option out the window. And when a campaign is where your campaign is right now, that is to say, decidedly third, with a guillotine coming up on Tuesday, you either change the messenger or you alter the message. When I say guillotine, what I mean to say is uh, in five of seven Super Tuesday states, in five of seven Super Tuesday states that did any polling this month, Trump's ahead. And that's of... That's as of today. So we, we do not want and cannot change the messenger in the Cruz campaign. The only other option, Ted, if I may call you Ted, is to, is to alter the message and really the delivery. I'm not talking about the substance of who you are and what you believe. You can't change that. You won't change that. You oughtn't change that. No one wants you to change that. That, too, is as impossible as changing the messenger himself. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about running a campaign in and of this century. I'm not trying to be a wise guy. What I mean is of this culture. What I mean is of this moment. Ted, if I may so address you, you must learn to twerk. Ted, you must learn to twerk, politically speaking. You've got until this weekend, probably not that long. You probably have until tonight. No, you have until tomorrow night at the debate which is the final debate before Super Tuesday, and if you don't follow somebody's advice, mine or somebody's, it's not going to be merely the final debate before Super Tuesday. It's going to be your final debate. And I say that affectionately and respectfully. You've got until pretty much tomorrow morning, let's say noontime, 
to retool your delivery, your presentation. Or you may not win your home state. You may not be in another debate, let alone competitive on Super Tuesday around the country. You know, there are time, there is a time to face some hard facts in this campaign. The hardest is that you are now clearly third, though within reach of the apex. But here are some other hard facts, operational facts, which must be faced. When it comes to being a gifted speaker as such, if what you're looking for is a speaker that's mellifluous and gifted and it rolls and rolls and it's just complete sentences and nice punctuation and easy to listen to, Rubio is superior to you. I'm sorry, Marco Rubio is a smoother, superior, not thinker, not thinker, not doer, but Marco Rubio is a superior speaker to you, Senator. He is mellifluous. He is smooth. He is the political equivalent of easy listen. And Trump, Trump offers a performance each time he opens his mouth. It's the circus. Men and women, children of all ages. Donald Trump is about to speak. Civic Circus Maximus. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jay Severin Show. And this is advice for Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, take it or leave it. Starting off uh, where we finished, you know, everyone has talked about how smart you are and you are, and how brilliant you are and you are, but brilliance is as brilliance does. And on the campaign trail, it requires a different kind of brilliance. If you're looking for a mellifluous speaker, Rubio is better than you. He is. Now, what does better mean? Better means before an audience, he's smoother, easier to listen to, makes his point quickly, entertainingly. He's got his rap down. He doesn't speak haltingly. He speaks smoothly, mellifluously. Senator, he's a better speaker, politically speaking, than you. As I say, Donald Trump. He, he's the circus. Every time he opens his mouth, people lean forward, figuratively, literally, can't wait to see, hear what Trump is going to say and do next. That is a natural or some might say unnatural phenomenon, but you can't match it. There is no formula. 
And fortunately, it comes around only once, I suppose, in 100 years or so. But Ted, may I call you Ted? When you speak, those of us who follow you, those of us who don't are probably surprised and disappointed to learn that when you start to speak, compared to your opponents, compared to your opponents, what you offer is a sermon. It requires concentration. There is no anger. And I'm sorry, you may not be an angry man. I love that you're not an angry man. <clears throat> but if you don't display some I mean, I, but I know you are angry with what's happening to this country. And I know that you are a gentleman. The problem is that you are a gentleman so far. You can still be a gentleman without being a gentle man. Senator, show some anger. Show the anger we feel at what Obama has done to our country, at what Hillary will do. Show some anger at the fact that I and a lot of the people, partners in this show, are worried sick that their children may start out in life in a position worse than their parents started in, for the first time in American history, maybe. I know you're angry about that, Senator Cruz. Show it. We need some entertainment quotient. We need some entertainment quotient. As a matter of fact, what we need, Senator Cruz, is for you to twerk. Because you are now in the twerk business. Twerking, Dada. Twerking. You are in the twerk business. You are soon to be out of the twerk business if you don't learn how to twerk, if you are unwilling to twerk. I take no pride in saying this. It is merely a professional observation, like a doctor looking at your x-rays. I'm a political doctor. I'm looking at your x-rays. And I'm telling you as your doctor, I'm going to write you this prescription for twerk. You better start taking them today. Don't stop taking them or you're going to die politically. Now, Guru Jay and you, partners, many of you, I'm sure, have sat in your lives through lectures, sermons, lectures. I've even experienced sitting in the same vaunted Harvard Law School lectures that Senator Cruz has. And I promise you that Senator Cruz will confirm that if you care, really care about tax law or the laws of real estate, if you really, really, really care about them, and or if you really, really need to get a good grade in that class, and you really concentrate, 
on a lecture as to the laws of tax or real estate, you will find it interesting. I doubt you will find it fascinating. You might. I did, but I'm a very queer duck. Senator Cruz, I think you can confirm for us that lectures and sermons in a general purpose are not exactly entertainment. They are not twerking. Ted, may I call you Ted? I am begging you. We are begging you. Get thee a speechwriter. Hire a media guy, a real one. Hire someone who knows what they're doing. Not to change you. Not to change your brilliance and your brilliant and marvelous beliefs. But to make what you say punchy. Yes, God help us to put some twerk into it. This is a harsh and immediate fact of life. Super Tuesday is in six days, including Texas. This ain't no disco, no CBGBs. This ain't no fooling around. You are not, Senator, you are no longer delivering the winning debate for dear old Nassau Hall, for the Princeton Tigers. Uh Uh-uh. You aren't delivering the distinguished Oliver Wendell Holmes Harvard Law School annual alumni lecture on evolving intricacies in tax law. It just sounds like you are. It's not your fault. It's twerking. I'm serious. It's the twerk culture. Suppose instead of Miley Cyrus that night, I turned on network television and it was an opera singer. Do you know what the ratings per quarter hour share for that network would be? If someone came on and sang operetta in German, they don't have, we don't have operetta on television anymore. It's not because operetta sucks or opera sucks, though most people don't care that much for it, but it's been popular among its adherents for about a thousand years. It's there. It's just not part of this moment. In terms of the way you are presenting yourself, Senator, you might as well come out in a leopard skin, you know, slung over one shoulder and a club in your hand. You are reinforcing the prejudices people have about politicians rather than cashing in on the fact that you are different. It is not your fault, but... If you are out of the race in a week and we're without you and without the prospect of your leading this country, if you leave us to one of these other candidates to fight Hillary Clinton and save this country, whose fault is it? It's not ours. Senator, it's twerking. I am serious. You know what else it is? It is Trump and they are the same thing. Twerking equals Trump. Trump equals twerking. 
We are talking about this culture, this moment, and the ability to communicate effectively in it. It is a new marketplace, Senator. New customers. New customers with new expectations. And a new attention span. And that means new marketing. Same timeless beliefs. Same brilliant ideas. But packaged and presented in a way that has some entertainment quotient, some electricity. So when you get out there, you say, wow, what's t- did you hear what Cruz said yesterday? Did you hear that soundbite? And that's another thing. Senator, whatever you have to say to us, if you can't say it in eight seconds, save it. Because the only thing anyone is going to play and therefore hear is that which you could say in 8 or 12 or sometimes 18 seconds. It is of the moment. It is our culture. It is twerk in a moment. Now I shall give you what I think is the answer. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network, Ted. May I call you, Ted? Uh, I'll say again that as long as you realize or fail to realize that you ain't delivering the distinguished Oliver Wendell Holmes Harvard Law School annual alumni lecture on evolving intricacies in the law of real estate, as long as it sounds like that's what you're doing, you are not connecting. Trump is... A mistake, but he's no mistake. What's happening is a mistake, but it's not a mistake, if you know what I mean. It's a new marketplace. It, you're more brilliant than anyone that's run in a hundred years, but brilliance is not winning you a campaign or going to keep you in the campaign. Brilliance is going to make you a brilliant president. If you don't learn in a couple of hours to start being a politician. My friend Rudy Giuliani was on Fox the other night and the name of my late mentor, David Garth, came up and uh, and he said, uh, I want to, I always want to thank David Garth because he beat the lawyer out of me and, and made me, it turned me into a politician. That way when I got elected, you know, I, I could be a great mayor or whatever, but if, I, if he hadn't beat the lawyer out of me, I couldn't have politicked. I couldn't have won the seat. Senator, these are two entirely different games. If these were events in the Olympics, one would be the biathlon, uh, which I believe is an event in which someone has to kiss both boys and girls. If these were events in the Olympics, one would be politicking would be the biathlon, but governing would be the discus throw, they're different. And if you don't get to do one, 
you don't get to do the other. Okay, here's the answer. I may not get to all of it by the break. Yes, I presume to have an answer. Target Hillary and target Trump. Establish the top five things people hate about Hillary. Slam her with it the minute you open your mouth. Establish the top five things people don't like about Trump. Slam him with it every other time you open your mouth. Say it succinctly, forcefully, humorously, briefly. Be accessible. Be provocative. Be entertaining. Be the story. Make the story. Think Trump with class. Then cut Trump's throat. Politically speaking, of course. You have to cut Trump's political throat. Politically speaking, okay? Metaphorically speaking. You have to run like a front runner. I have offered mostly successful advice for 25 years to candidates in many different countries. Let's just narrow it to this country. Run like you're the front runner. Run against Trump. Run against Hillary Clinton. This is a style adjustment. It's not another you. It may seem like another you at first, but it's not different ideas. It's different presentation. This is what you must do. You must eliminate, marginalize Rubio and the others by hammering Hillary Clinton and Trump. Run for the office that you want by running against the candidates you plan to beat. All my life, I have given this advice to my clients. Run like the front runner. Run for the office by running against the candidates you plan to beat. This is no longer a Princeton debate club. This is no longer Harvard Law School. Show it. This you can do. This you can do better than any other candidate. But it requires a recognition what day this is or that deadly bell is warming up to toll for thee. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Ted, may I call you Ted? It must begin with tomorrow night's debate. Hammer Hillary one, two, three, then put the political hammer down, down, down on Donald Trump and keep it there no matter how he reacts or don't. I realize it's easy for me to say, but tick tock. Tick-tock, super tick-tock, very tossed.
in welcome back my partners my dear radio family we are the blaze radio network i am jay severin our office number is and it will be open 24 hours pretty much starting now until election day and after one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three it will certainly be open after hours tomorrow night when we perform for you our partners a blaze after dark special the debate special following the republican debate tomorrow night tomorrow night perhaps you tire of my saying with each debate this one is big this one is bigger than big this one is bigger than the big one last time thing is each time i've said that it's been true and you know that it has been that's how these things go it is of course bigger tomorrow is the biggest not just so far tomorrow may be the last one you watch I'm not saying it's going to be. But how serious is this right now? How much of a psychological as well as arithmetic lead does Donald Trump have right now? Right now, Donald Trump has something approaching a a, a psychological lock on this, a psychological lock on this nomination. The only thing the party bosses could do to keep Trump out of the nomination, was to arrange for him not to get 1,237 delegates during the primaries. Well, let's hear plan B. Now, I I realize it's still early, but it's gotten late awfully early around here. Super Tuesday, six days. Tick-tock, baby. Super tick-tock. And it includes Texas, Ted Cruz's home state. Now, I hope you just heard me share my advice, unsolicited, and I realize presumptuous. But I can't sit here. If I think I know something about this process, I can't sit here doing what I do and not offer some advice. And thus I have. I'd like to know what you think of it. And as I say, it starts with tomorrow night. There's no easy way out. There's never an easy way out. The the, the farther into a corner you have painted yourself, the longer the book they throw you uh, from the next room has to be. Because the longer and harder the dig out is. And I'm afraid that not by any conventional means or fault, Ted Cruz has dug himself a big hole. Things have happened very quickly. The Trump people realized that. The Cruz campaign did not. We realized it here. We've been saying so. The Trump campaign, I'm sorry, the Cruz campaign did not. No. And all of a sudden, ding dong, the bell of the dwindling candidates tolls for thee. Right now, Donald Trump has a virtual psychological lock on this nomination. The endorsements are pouring in. I understand the money is pouring in. Tomorrow night, Ted Cruz has to be the same guy, but as different a guy as you can be, 
He's got to be the same guy, but a different candidate. Same guy, different candidate. His presentation of self, not his beliefs, not in any way as anything I've suggested other than style. I've only suggested stylist changes, delivery changes, marketing changes. I would never, ever presume to suggest for a thousand reasons that Senator Cruz ever change one scintilla or alter by one scintilla what that brilliant man, what that great patriot believes. But the message is the product is delicious, but people aren't buying the product. I'm here to say this packaging is crappy. Change the packaging. I'm your advertising agency. I'm not a chef. I don't make the biscuits. The biscuits are delicious. Once anyone tastes the biscuit, they will never taste any other. But people are not picking up the package. They're not opening the package. There's something wrong with the packaging. There's something wrong with the marketing. Don't change the ingredients of the biscuit. Change the advertising. Or else, in my view. And it ain't going to be easy. He's going to have to hammer, hammer, hammer Hillary. And then he's going to have to get in a something of a screaming match with Donald Trump. And I don't know how that's going to work. And I don't know if Ted Cruz is up for it. I don't know. I know he's capable of it. I just don't know if he personally considers it worth it. Will he do it or say, you know what, if that's what I have to do, if that's how I have to behave in order to win this nomination, I would rather pull a Heb Bush. And by that, I mean one honest thing Heb did from the beginning was say, I mean, going back two plus years now, Heb said, if I run, I'm not going to throw red meat. I'm not going to run a typical, I am more conservative than anyone in the world, red meat, raw meat to conservatives, you know, uh, to, uh, to, to pander to the base. I'm, I'm not going to do it. And if, if it costs me the election, it costs me the election. I'm just not going to do it. Everyone has a price they will pay. Everyone has a price too high to personally pay. What Senator Ted Cruz now must do, in my opinion, is again, not change a molecule of what he believes, but I think he has to yank off the shelf the packaging that his brilliance is being sold in, and I think it needs new colors and a new slogan. And what I mean is Ted Cruz fascinates you and me for a reason. Plus, he'll be a great president. We need other people who are looking for entertainment to be able to accessibly understand what Ted Cruz, who Ted Cruz is, why he's so special. And at this point, that's up to Ted Cruz. We're here to help him. We're here to support him. But 
gee, at this point, Ted, may I call you Ted? You have to go out there tomorrow night, sooner if you can, tick-tock. You have to go out there and say, it's me, it's Ted, but listen to this. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. on the Blaze Radio Network. And these are my partners. Brian from Missouri, thank you so much for your gracious patience. My apologies to Charles from Tampa. He, uh, I couldn't accommodate his schedule. Charles, we hope to hear from you. Brian, welcome. Barbie, I know you're there. Brian, it's yours. Hey. Hey, how are you doing? Pretty well, thanks, sir. I'm a little... I'm 17 years old. I'm a little... I'm going to miss the cut by two weeks to vote in the 2016 ah. election, which sucks, but you I know have what? watched... The fact that you care, the fact that you're calling here, means you're going to be a voter for life. Yeah. That's what it says to me, so you're more than going to make up for it, kid. Uh-huh. I started I started my own podcast and a website, uh, the Human Being Radio Network. Uh, Good for you. I Tell us again what it is. The Tell Human Being uh humanbeingradio.com it's the human being radio network kind of like the blaze but um good for you but i just i just care so much and i i look at at this election and i i'm losing hope for cruz because i just see every pri- i looked at look at iowa i took iowa iowa was great we won iowa that was a little pump up for the campaign pump up for the cruz supporters right. and the conservatives right. And then we go to New Hampshire. That wasn't a surprise. We all knew Trump was going to win New Hampshire. And Kasich getting in second was a surprise to me. But, and then we go to South Carolina, and Trump wins. And then we go to Nevada, and Trump wins again. With he, not only win, he not only wins, Brian, he, he, he slays. Yeah, he slaughtered all the other candidates. And I look at that... And I look at the true conservative candidate that we have, Ted Cruz, and I, I, I carry around in my backpack because uh, I'm, I'm one of the – I'm known as the political kid in our school. And I carry around a folder of all of the stuff that Glenn said, Dana, everyone, and, and all of Trump's policies and, and how he is not conservative and how Cruz is and should be the conservative candidate – and and some people just override that. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to. They don't want to see that. And you don't want to be confused just, by the facts, Brian. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You you give any Trump supporter fact, and they go, "Well, that was 1999. That was 1988. No, that was 2012, 2015, 2016. That that wasn't in 1980 when he said that he was for ethanol mandates." Right. That wasn't. I, I, may I make a recommendation was, to you? I don't know if it's on our uh, my podcast or not, but I, uh-huh. I'll give you the thirty second or less version of my sermon from uh, well last night, most recently, about uh-huh. redemption. I think, and this is a very good. If you ever headed for law school, this is yeah a good idea to start thinking this way. Uh-huh. Take your strongest argument 
I know it's frustrating because you have five things you want to say that will prove your point, and yeah. we assume that each of those will buttress the others and will you know make a smashing argument. Uh-huh. It's true if a friend is willing to listen to you, but in general, in life, you get to make one argument. You do what a prosecutor, good prosecutors do, Bri. You take your best argument, and you and you make it. And our best argument isn't what he said or did last year, not not. Not even as recently as last year, even this year. Uh, what we say is, look, okay, he was a New York City businessman. He did what he had to do to survive, which means kissing the asses of and greasing the palms of Democrats. So he did that. I'm. We understand. We forgive. We, it's not for me to judge. Fine. You did that. You did it. I'm going to take it your word. Our strongest argument, it seems to me, Bri, is... It ignores the point. The point is, if you want a constitutionalist president, Cruz is one. We don't have to wonder whether he'll turn into one. We've got it. We've got him. Cruz is it. And and with Trump, even if you forgive him everything he's done supporting Democrats with tens of millions of dollars all these years, you still have an absolute absence of evidence, not a shred of evidence, yeah. That that we know how he will behave constitutionally as president. Yeah. It's a stupid yeah, you're right. bet. Yeah. I mean, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It's really frustrating. I mean, I I, well, I, really, I, I, I salute you for, for being on top of this and being smart and clever and caring about this. I, I wish mm-hmm. I knew when I was 17 what you know now. Yeah, and that's and that's from listening to to you, listening to Glenn, listening to all the people on the Boys Radio Network. It's uh, it's really informed me and really led me in the right direction and towards the truth. And I mean, I saw I saw a funny uh, what they call a meme, and they uh, uh, it's it said you have a uh, Hillary Clinton versus a Hillary Clinton donor, and I believe that's right really feel like that's what it's going to come down to right now. And I'm scared for the country. Well, Brian, young man, you are going to have your heart broken in life, by life, and those with whom you share life. And you're going to have your heart broken, I hope, an absolute minimum number of times. I hope it never happens. But chances are you're going to have your heart broken. And one of the things that's going to break your heart is the thing or the person or people things about which you care the most by definition uh-huh. if you don't care about something you know it can't take a toll on you but the flip yeah. side of that is you go through life without caring someone smart mm-hmm. able and caring like you are about politics you're going to get your heart broken you know mm-hmm. things are going to happen where you just don't think you'll ever love like this again it's going to be like a girlfriend you know you're going to no matter what anyone tells you, you're going to be inconsolable because if we don't get Cruz, you're going to say, you know, I'm sorry. And you'll be polite, but you'll be thinking this person doesn't know what I know. They're not uh-huh. as smart as I am about politics. I know that this candidate will never come again. And you know yep. what? You'll be right. That'll make yep. it. That will make the hurt worse. But what do you what are we going to do? Stop caring? Stop no, voting? No. Not care about the country? We're the ones that have to. Yep. 
So I'm not. I'm not I don't mean to cast this in the past tense. I'm not giving no. up on Ted. Uh, you know, I'm 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 scraping and scratching and everything I could do to try yeah. and hope that Super Tuesday will be a turnaround because I know it can be, Brian. I know he's yep. capable of it. I just yep. don't know if it's too high a price for him personally that he's decided. You know what? If I have to twerk, I'll go on mm-hmm. TV. I'll put on mm-hmm. makeup. Uh, yeah. I'll perform. I'll juggle while I'm singing, yeah. but I'm going to sing opera. I'm not going to twerk, you know, yeah. and, 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 and it's just I would rather not be president if I have to twerk. You know what? Yeah. How surprising would it be? Wouldn't shock us if he had a high, you know, moral value, would it? Yeah. No, not at all. But, I mean, it's it's. I'm not going to stop carrying and that. It gets me. No. It gets don't. me sometimes when. When uh, we say, you know, if Trump's the candidate, are you going to vote for Clinton or are you going to vote for Trump? And right. I'm like, no, I'm going to write – heck, I'll write Ted Cruz and I'll vote for the constitutional candidate. Obviously, I can't vote. I'm not going to be right. old enough, but at least I care. <laughs> and I've, I've, told, I've told my parents that if you know, they shouldn't do this, I've told multiple people that will be able to vote my – the seniors that are in my school right now, some of them will be able to vote in that election. And I've been telling them, you know, don't vote for Trump because he's even if he's in the even if he's the candidate, vote third party. Don't don't go against your conscience and don't Here, go a tip for you to guy. consider, my young friend. That's what we consider did. That's what, converting. Consider converting yeah. as much of the don't argument as you articulate into a do you know, that is to say, if 80% of what comes out of your mouth is do vote for X, and here's why, as opposed to don't vote for the because per- it's hard, especially at your age, very hard for people to get over the fact that you're, it's like a personal challenge. Like, dude, don't do this. It's almost like you're stupid for doing this. You know, don't do it. So there's a natural barrier, a resistance. Try to turn as much of it as you can into an affirmative argument. You know, here's why you ought to reconsider, you know, one, two, three. Brian, I, I, I envy you, kid. Time of your life. You call us back soon. Let us know what you're thinking. I am grateful for your call and your young patriotism. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Partners, <clears throat> to be brutally candid with you, a little inside baseball stuff here very quickly, the amount, you might not think it, but the amount of work and the number of people that my boss and my colleagues have to shoulder in order to do a, a special broadcast is, is great. And unless enough of us are there for it, we will not be able to cover every event. It just is, you know, the arithmetic of business. Now, there are so many crucial events, primaries, debates, you know, all the stuff going on that we're right in the middle of. We'd, we'd like 
you know, we want to do as many as possible. But we need your support. So, and enjoy it. So I'm hoping to hear you here tomorrow night, immediately upon the conclusion of the debate, a Blaze After Dark special here on the Blaze Radio Network. And tomorrow night is the most important televised debate in the history of the United States presidency. Tomorrow night is the most important. I'm not saying it will forever be, but since the invention of radio and television, the most important thus far in American history will be the debate tomorrow night. What is said, what is not said, who says what to and about whom, and how we score this thing. It's no secret. The dynamic of this campaign must change fairly substantially in the next six days. Or the teams for the political Super Bowl will be picked before the month is out, maybe before the week is out. Barbie from Maine, don't want to say I was eager to welcome you because of your name or anything, but I just... Jay, thank I blew you. off the other half of the, of the hour in order I'm to do so it. I'm so excited yeah. to talk to you. I'm from the second Welcome. district up in Maine, where common yes. sense, uh, we do have that up here in our county. And I wanted uh, to I, tell you, you get knocked it out of the ballpark. You got, I'm going to give you a score of 99.6. You've got to try for that score <laughs> more. But listen, thank you yeah. very much. I, Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm not going to sing again then. I'm going to quit no, while please. I'm ahead with yeah, that score. And, I, and I, I, every time you mention about your history class when you were in grade school, I laugh out loud. I said, what a character. Now, listen, this my This history class? Right. To what history class do your you refer? Your civics class. Oh! When you talk about your you being oh. president, I laugh out loud. I said, I, I mentioned that out loud? I, yeah. Yeah, Brittany, did I mention that I was the founding president of my grade school civics club? Right. Yes, you did. Okay, I, I, I'm glad I mentioned it now then. Well, I, I'm yeah. glad, Barbie. I, I'm well, glad you listen, uh, heard it that one time. I, I want to tell you, you have nailed it right on the head. The problem with Ted right now is he's coming uh, across like George Washington Okay, from his age, he's trying to present that to the twerking crowd. You've got it on the money. He has got to get some passion, some fire in his belly, and start acting like Patton. Think of the greatest generation. Think of the guys that went to Vietnam. Think of our veterans that they're screwing over. And most of all, that doesn't work. He needs to get on the bandwagon and think of his little girls, what their lives are going to be when they take over. I bet if he thought about all that, he would start to act like what you said. He is coming across like some of my professors at college and you have got it right. He has well, got Bar- to Barb, you've fire got no, you've fire. you've got it right. That's exactly right. Professorial is, it seems to me, the the painful but not inappropriate adjective to to characterize the senator's presentation mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. so far, his presentation. Right. And I really want to be right so message. careful about limiting it just to that. But his right. stage presentation is professorial. And right. our current mindset is not built for that. Our, our current coverage model on television is not built for that. It's no. built for what Trump does. And I'm right. not saying you, you know, try to be Trump. I would never suggest that. And he couldn't do it and he wouldn't do it. But understanding why, forget Trump, understanding why Trump's act works is the key to this. And and it, it's about energy. It's about brevity. It's about punchiness. You know, it's, right. as you say, passion. Right. He's got to have passion and he's got to get excited about wanting this country to succeed because... As you said, Jay, he is about our last chance. I don't particularly care for Rubio because he's uh, too much of a rhino. But I'm telling you, I've been a delegate uh, in the state here for the Democrats, and I've been for the Republicans, and I've seen what they do behind the scenes. You are absolutely right. And what he needs to do is just take a deep breath and say, whatever I've done in the past is in the past, but I am a firm believer in God and the Constitution. He's got Glenn putting his business on the line for him and Dana. And when they talk, they have that almighty passion, just like you did when you was talking about what he needs to do. Go after Hillary, by God, and go after Trump and hit him. And then, if he wants to sit back behind the, uh, the desk in the Oval Office when he gets there, think about it. But he's got to get there, and he's got to get these Amen. fired up. Amen. He really does. you got to get there, and it ain't... It's two very different Olympic events, Absolutely. and and you can be the best shot putter in the world, yeah. but if you can't also do the other mm-hmm. nine events, you can't be in the decathlon, Absolutely. because the decathlon requires you to do ten things well, and yeah. this at least requires that you do two things well, right. politic and govern, right. and there's no doubt that he can govern like George Washington, mm-hmm. but... Right now, he's politicking like my neighbor, George Smith, down the street. It's Mm -hmm. not, it won't do. Right. I want to tell you one more thing, Jay. Remember Justin Pelletier when you told her story about how they snatched her? And I called Governor Patrick's office. I want you to know that what you say has a great deal to uh, the people that really care and uh, your passion, when you were talking about that young lady and her family, that's what he needs to do. He needs to get some passion, get his message across, and go for the juggler. That's it. <laughs> Barbie, I love you. Thank you uh, for the call. call and again, thank you. Yeah, you take care. Thank Have you, Barbie. And know, and know that, that thank you for the call. And know that the, the that caring goes both ways. I, I'm... I'm so aware that you're there, you guys, and that you care about this stuff enough to, you know, be here is, this is not just, I've said, this is not just what I do, though it is what I do about 18 to 20 hours a day. It's who I am. And uh, I do it to feed my family. I do it for two reasons. I do it to feed my family and I do it for you. Mark from Massachusetts, pardon me. Mac from the, oh, I can't, I, I have to go to break first. Mac, I apologize. Please stay there. Be right back. 
This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. Mac from the Commonwealth. My apologies for telephonus interruptus there. Not at all, Jay, my Boston brother and fellow son of liberty. <laughs> so I, I, I've got the solution. So first of all, what Trump has done has brilliantly channeled people's inner Peter Finch from Network. Yes. And and, and, so and what, the signature line of whom is? I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. And, and listening to, to Glenn, he's so right. Everyone's angry, and people, people aren't um, gravitating to his message because there's no substance. They like how it feels. I'm, I'm sure they're, they're having endorphins released because what he's saying makes them feel better. But what they should do, to use one of your terms, political jujitsu. So what Ted should do is like, okay, I get it. Speak to the people, not bash Trump. Speak speak to the people, say, look, I get it. You're angry. You want change. So do all of us. But let me ask you a question. I want to implement a fair tax, a flat tax, and wipe out the IRS. Donald Trump wants to add more taxes. He thinks the wealthy should be taxed over and above what they're doing now. And he um, he wants universal health, which the IRS now owns. He's praised Obama's EPA head. He's going Mark, to cons- add more government. Mark, do you and know yes. what? I'm I, 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 I'm I'm agreeing with what you say, and yep. I don't mean to diminish it in any way, but because of time, but also because of this point I'm about to make, the yes. thing that neutralizes all of the very astute stuff you are saying right now, mm-hmm. I want to say because I never use these words, and I hope they sound neutral rather than boastful. I told you so. One of my biggest complaints about my former business is audiences in debate. Mm -hmm. And if there were no audience, this would be a different campaign and Cruz would be ahead. If there were no audience, I don't mean a television audience, I mean in studio, in the auditorium. And if tomorrow night there was no audience, then Cruz could cross-examine and direct, you know, could direct examine, cross-examine uh, Trump like this, and he wouldn't be interrupted by Trump coming back with some perhaps slightly more clever or more aggressive or threatening, you know, punchline or something. It's like a Dracula and blood. Trump thrives on the fresh blood of audience reaction, of live audience reaction, even when it's mostly negative. It's just it's disheartening because what I mean, what I the last thing I would say to him is that Donald Trump, if you if you think Obama was bad in weaponizing the government, Donald Trump will use government power like an EMT using the jaws of life at an accident scene. <laughs> they, if you if you really want government to back off, do you think 
Trump is going to scale back the government, he's going to feed off its power. But now he's going to be doing it from the from the big seat instead of just a, a dirtbag right. businessman instead who just pays big, people off. Instead of the big mouth. Look, Mark, I, I, I thank you for the call as always. I want to make this point again, and I hope it, it is not ti- tiring uh, on us. And it is that, to play devil's advocate here, at the very least, we don't know what Trump is going to do. In fact, you don't know what anybody's going to do. But on a spectrum, right, on a scale of 1 to 10, the ability to predict on a given issue what someone's going to do, on that scale of 1 to 10, Trump is a minus 3, is a negative 3. Okay, Uh, to be fair, he's a 0 on a scale of 1 to 10. Nobody has a shred of evidence what he's going to do. For every shred of evidence that he's going to do this, I can produce three that say the opposite, no matter what the issue is. So on that scale of reliability, which is never absolute, but which we ought to have in picking a president of the United States. No, there ought to be a scale of reliability, i.e., we ought to have a sense of what, in a given circumstance, this guy is going to think or do. With Trump, no matter what people think they think or think they know, they have a zero on that scale of reliability. With Ted Cruz, you've got a nine. You've got a 9.9999. Nine, 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 nine. No, I mean, you know what Ted Cruz is going to do because you know what Ted Cruz believes. Hell, I know what Bernie Sanders is going to do because I know what he believes. I know what Hillary Clinton is likely to do because I know what she believes. I don't know. Of all the people in public life or seeking to enter it, the only one in my lifetime and at this level, probably in American history, the only one about whom we cannot reliably say anything that we know he's going to do in a given circumstance is Donald Trump. He goes out there and, you know, okay, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. This is not, this is not politics. This is twerking. And I, again, I, I know I'm in jeopardy of using that word too much. But if you get me, if you're with me, and you understand how and why I use that term, twerking, that's what it is. It's the culture. It's the moment. Trump is, God help us, a candidate of the moment. He's a candidate of the Civic Circus Maximus. Ted Cruz has to, starting tomorrow, communicate better with us. Not change his mind, just present. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.